0: Episode 94 coming at you. How are we doing, guys? I hope you're having a super awesome day today. If you're new to the show, you are most welcome. Kick back, put your comfy slippers on, and enjoy the immense value this podcast has to give. Unless you're driving and listening, that is, then you need to concentrate on the road in front of you, please. Now, in the last episode of Leading from the Forest, I took a look at how much should adults intervene in children's play. Now, if you're an adult, I would definitely recommend checking that one out. But now, let's go. Welcome to Leading from the Forest podcast, where I delve into the world of Forest School with the intention of decoding it for parents and those new to the movement. Over the last year, I have brought together a powerful community of parents that have embraced the transformational process of Forest School to set their child up for life success as I go about my mission to reconnect 10,000 families with nature the Forest School way. I'm your host, Mark, the founder of EcoEd Forest School, and listen in as I break down what it's actually all about and how it can work for your child too. I'm ready to create real change. Are you? Hey everyone. So in this episode, I move into part two of my look at how Forest School can support the EYFS or the Early Years Foundation Stage now part two concentrates on the primary areas of learning which are namely communication and language, personal social and emotional development and finally physical development. Now if you didn't catch part one I recommend that you do so that it lines you up for what is about to come next. Now to just explain a little more what I'll be doing over the next few minutes is taking a look at the Early Years' Development Matters document, sort of like the Early Years' Curriculum, if you will, and from that, picking out the points contained within the prime areas and how Forest School can support the development of a child in each given area. Now, it's not me just listing off how amazing Forest School is. Well... All right, it is, but at least there's a purpose to it. Now, these prime areas echo ideas of holistic development, which is a key approach within the Forest School ethos, and which is why each can complement the other, i.e., EYFS complementing Forest School and Forest School complementing the EYFS. Now, once again, for colleagues already in the early years, get your development document, Development Matters document out, rather, at the ready and raring to go. First up, communication and language. Forest School provides children with opportunities to experience a rich language environment, to develop their confidence and skills in expressing themselves, and to speak and to listen in a range of play situations. Now the use of communication and language at Forest School is highly important, not only for safety reasons, but also for play reasons. Now, everyday play choices at Forest School or times where children are taking care of themselves, such as putting a coat on, holds talk opportunities not only amongst the children themselves, but also between the Forest School leader and a child or children. Now, children need to communicate to get across their their own play ideas or how they're feeling in a moment, making talk a paramount feature at any given session. Now, the woodland environment lends itself to a vast and rich plethora of language from flower, tree and fungi names to play situational language or narratives and the names of items that have been brought in to enhance play. Now, another example could be a carabiner, which was a word that popped up today in a session I was running. During a forest school session, teamwork is encouraged in which to work effectively and to negotiate between each person within that scenario. Ultimately, children need to communicate in order to get across their ideas and their opinions in this moment. Now, children also come to realise at this time and are encouraged to the idea that they are able to achieve more with the support from others rather than on their own. And the children very soon begin to operate as a group, choosing to play together as opposed to in isolation, allowing for the differences between themselves. Now if the child now if the child rather is unable to communicate, their needs to needs as easily as perhaps they could here, the leader can model or show how to do this, or use different specific words by dropping them into their speech, or indeed explaining what they are doing out loud so a child may overhear in a given moment. Personal, social and emotional development next. Now at Forest School, children are able to develop a positive sense of themselves, their abilities, and others through self-selected play, which is central, again, to Forest School's ethos. Now, in these moments, children will naturally choose play that is at their level of development and which motivates them, showing a variety of their skills. Now, for observing children, this can offer either a fantastic play opportunity for them to join in with, or as a role model to learn from. Either way, it provides entry to a conversation between two or more children and an admiration for another's skills or knowledge. At Forest School, children are given time, space and the right environment to form positive relationships and key skills in which to socialise with. So skills such as cooperation, attention, listening and, and so on. And this also includes the management, in this case and others, of feelings, which can sometimes be negative, which is completely natural for a child. But through the support and guidance of the Forest School leader, children are supported in understanding and managing both negative And indeed, positive emotions very well. This area also includes the development of independence. Now, for a school, alongside its social focus, also promotes the development of independence. Independence to look after one's own care, their own self-regulation, their own health, their own safety, and to be given the opportunity to make their own choices, whether that end positively or negatively, as we've just said. Children are given this opportunity at Forest School as a safe environment for trial and error to occur and for lessons to be learnt either way, so developing a more robust child in the process. Now, this is certainly not to say that the promotion of independence brings about selfishness, but what it is to say is that a person needs to be able to look after themselves and their needs within life as opposed to having to rely on someone else. This is where the notion of learnt helplessness Simply, the whole idea of children not being able to do things for themselves, even though they are capable of, comes into the equation. To hear more about learned helplessness, there's a link below to another episode I did on this whole area. Lastly, physical development. Now, children are literally handed a vast opportunity to be active and interactive with their environment at Forest School and the challenging terrain within it. From this, they are able to develop coordination, control, and mastery of their small and larger movements. This allows children to move safely and negotiate obstacles within their environment. And this is also true for the use of resources that are brought in to enhance the children's play. For example, the scissors, axes, or ropes. Through their use, they require children to develop key physical skills, while also, at the same time, working on other areas of development. Areas that are, well, key to the holistic development, development of the whole child. At Forest School, children are also encouraged to take risks, learning how to keep themselves safe, for example, when climbing a tree. Within risk, there is a huge amount of developmental benefit, not least to the physical development, where children have to manage and negotiate their body movements to remain safe and secure in that moment. The outdoor nature of Forest School requires children to seriously consider their nutrition and how this can impact their experience at that time. By this, I mean that if a child takes on board food during a session, they will maintain a steady energy state, allowing them to access their learning because their basic needs have been met. However, if a child is unable to manage their food intake, they will have a drop in energy levels and so their basic needs will become unmet and so learning cannot happen efficiently. At this time, children are also learning about what types of food are most appropriate for providing their bodies with the required energy. This prime area is also supported by the need for children to self care, meaning to look after themselves. Now, this relates to knowing if they need to put a layer of clothing on to keep warm, or indeed take it off if they become too hot, as just one example of this. Now, throughout that past few moments, you will have noticed some overlap between each area, and this is yet another hallmark of the early years attempt for the prime areas to align with a holistic development approach an approach that is central to the Forest School movement. Holistic development being the progression of the whole child and the developmental areas all at the same time, and not one in isolation from another. Now, in the next installment of this mini-mini series, we take a look at how Forest School can support the specific areas of the EYFS, areas such as maths, literacy, understanding the world, and expressive arts and design. Remember, you're just one session away. Thank you so much for listening to Leading from the Forest. To find out more about EcoEd Forest School, head over to our website at ecoedforestschool.co.uk to start your journey with us today. Don't forget to review and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already to spread the word of Forest School and to add immense value into other parents' lives. I've been your host, Mark. This has been Leading from the Forest. Have the most amazing rest of your day and I look forward to joining you again very soon.